By the time you're watching this, I hope I'll have had my fifth baby already. But right now I'm pregnant with number five and I wanna share some self-care tips when you're pregnant because I think it's so crucially important. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, my name is Avital. I'm a mindful parenting coach and currently the mother of four, almost five. I'm due in a couple of weeks to have my fifth baby. And this pregnancy, even though I've been home with my kids, I've been running my business, it's been a hectic, crazy time in my life, I have really prioritized self-care and it has made this pregnancy so much more joyful for me. And I wanna share those tips with you because I think self-care is something that sometimes goes out the window when we're parents to young children, especially when we have a lot of stress going on when you're busy with work and when you're busy running a home and taking care of everyone except yourself. Unfortunately, that is not a sustainable strategy. It is not a good strategy to, for the long term. We are likely to burn out. We are likely to build resentment and we are likely to not perform the best that we can. Now, because I'm a performance coach and I care passionately about mindset, I actually think that self-care is not a luxury. Of course, it is a luxury. Not everybody can uh, make time for self-care, but if you can, then it is a necessity, right? I know that I am so lucky to be able to do all of these things and I'm so grateful and I also work very hard to prioritize them and I want you to do the same as well, as much as possible. So just like with all of my work, take what works for you and leave the rest. It may or may not resonate, that's fine. And I would love to hear what does resonate for you and what self-care looks like for you, especially when you're pregnant. I have four children ages nine and under and I run a business. And so these are the types of things that are really important for me on a day-to-day -day basis, both during pregnancy and during postpartum in order to be able to show up without actually having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> also, I'm very passionate about giving people and parents in particular permission, right? Or helping them give themselves permission to enjoy their life, not to suffer through, not to be constantly in victim mindset and feel sorry for ourselves and feel like we're in survival mode but to actually enjoy and seek the pleasures of this journey, right? To make family life blissful. In fact, that's our tagline is create family bliss. That's my tagline in my present play membership. And our whole mission here is to help you to love parenting and parent from love because I see so many people just suffer through it. And whilst there's plenty of inherent challenges, plenty of things that are going to be difficult and stressful, uh, pregnancy and beyond, there's also so much pleasure to be had. But only when you prioritize it and only when you see yourself as worthy of pleasure, of joy, of beauty, of fun, of treating yourself well. And so that's what I'm advocating for here today and I hope that that really lands with you. All right, let's start with our bodies during pregnancy. Well, a lot of this is gonna be about our bodies, but let's talk about clothing, hair, makeup, shoes, that kind of thing. So when people are pregnant, often they just kind of resign to sweatpants and sweatshirts all day, and that's fine if that works for you. For me personally, I like to feel somewhat put together. I like to feel like if a guest 
knocked on my door or if I have to run out for an errand, I feel good about how I look. There is enough going on in my body during pregnancy that changes and that's challenging and that's difficult and that's uncomfortable or that I feel big or bloated about that my clothes don't need to add to that. They actually need to help me to feel more comfortable physically and also with the way I look. And so I start every single morning when I wake up, the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I get dressed. I don't stay in my pajamas pretty much ever. Uh, even the day after I have my baby, I get dressed. Uh, that might not work for you, that's fine. I'm just sharing what works for me. Um, I like to get dressed, even if I'm changing from pajama to loungewear again, right? Or athletic wear or something really, really comfortable, just something cozy. Um, I change and I wear clean clothes and I wear clothes that fit and I wear clothes that I like. And of course, you know, you might not want to be spending money on clothes that are only going to last you for a few months or that you might not need uh, beyond. Totally get it. But if you can, if there's hand-me-downs or friends clothes or borrowing clothes or buying secondhand or buying inexpensively, having clothes that fit you during pregnancy, that feel good on your body and that you like the way they look, they're somewhat, you know, I don't want to say on trend because you don't need to be on trend, but you need to be uh, feeling like you are of this time, right? That you're a human being, that you're not just stuck in a, in a burlap sack, <laughs> right? Something that feels good to you materials that feel good to you and clothes that actually fit you. So you're not constantly fidgeting and uncomfortable in your body beyond what you already need to be. So I get dressed, then I do my hair and makeup. Even if it's the most simple makeup routine or just putting on moisturizer, splashing some water on your face, uh, putting your hair in a way that feels comfortable. I do that every single day because I want to feel presentable to myself, right? Even if I'm not seeing anybody else, I know that I will show up to giving my kids breakfast better, to taking them out better, to doing my cleaning and laundry better. If I feel good with the way that I look, I'll be more energized, I'll be more presentable, and this is psychologically proven to be true. I'll accessorize every day, so I'll wear some some piece of jewelry, some necklace, something uh, that makes me feel like I'm honoring myself or taking care of myself or caring about how I look, and I'll wear shoes that I'm comfortable in. Pregnancy, often your feet get really tired or painful or sore or exhausted, and I think it's worth the investment if you need to get a pair of slippers or a pair of shoes or something that you feel really comfortable in. If you don't have those, I think it's something really crucial so that you can feel comfortable. You don't need a lot of this stuff, but you do need it to be clean and to feel good and to look good to your taste and uh, so that you don't feel frumpy. You don't want to feel frumpy when you're pregnant. You anyway feel frumpy. You anyway are putting on weight in all sorts of areas. So you want to feel put together. The truth is that this dressing thing starts even beforehand with your undergarments, right? Wearing underwear that feels good to pregnancy. You might need to get specific underwear for that. I can link to some below. Bras or whatever, sports bras type of things that feel good to you. Socks, uh, maybe you need some compression tights, all of that stuff just make sure that feels good to you. And maybe you need some support, like underbelly support, an SI belt. Again, all things that I will link to below, but making sure that you are comfortable and that you feel presentable out in the world. 
The next thing is about moving your body. So I have never been a crazy health nut or a crazy gym rat, um, but I've always done something, right? And throughout this pregnancy, for example, I've done yoga three times a week, religiously. And that's not really enough for me. I wish I was doing a little bit more, but the fact that I'm doing that is a lot. And you can get online yoga classes, free yoga classes on YouTube. You can get all sorts of fitness routines that are specifically for pregnancy. I know that this is a time when we have less energy and we don't feel like it, etc., etc. But the truth is that working out and moving our body in some capacity really is crucial self-care. It's going to help you with your birth. It's going to help you with postpartum recovery. It's going to help you with your mood. It's going to help you feel capable of picking up your kids and doing things and being energetic around the house or in your work. So I, I just think it's so crucial. It doesn't have to be aggressive or hardcore. It can be really, really simple, but just a few minutes of movement every other day or so is really important. So yoga, walks, and maybe full-on workout routines or swimming or something that you get to do. So if you're already in that space, great, keep doing what you're doing. My rule for pregnancy has always been something that I feel good doing, something that I'm comfortable doing, something that I've done beforehand, I can continue throughout my pregnancy. Of course, you need to speak to your healthcare provider, disclaimer, blah, 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 blah. But uh, movement, crucial for self-care, no news flash there. The next one is to prioritize your sleep in a big way. And I've done a whole video about how to prioritize your sleep during pregnancy. It's challenging, but there's a lot of things that you can do. So go ahead and watch that video after this one. Let's talk about foods. So up until this fifth pregnancy, I always ate throughout the day uh, when I was pregnant. However, because the last couple of years I've been doing intermittent fasting, uh, which basically means that I stop eating at 6 p.m. and then I don't eat the next day until 11 or 12. Um, so that my body gets a long stretch of hours where I'm not feeding it anything except water, maybe a coffee. So about 16 hours where there's no food coming in and my digestive system gets to rest. Now, I'm not an intermittent fasting expert. There's plenty of great resources out there. Um, but the idea is basically that your metabolism needs to rest. And I did that up until I was pregnant. In my first trimester, didn't work so well for me. But beyond that, it actually did. Now, you need to ask your doctor and you need to listen to your body. I just wanna share my own personal experience has been that I feel so much better during this pregnancy because I am doing that. Not eating consistently and actually eating less has really made me feel good. And this is not about weight gain, although I probably have gained less weight and I probably am less puffy and you might be able to see that if you compare that to other videos when I was pregnant previously. Um, I definitely feel less puffy but I also just feel like my digestive system is so much calmer. I don't have tummy aches. I feel more energetic. Um, I just feel more in control like I'm not emotionally eating as much. Uh, something about it has worked very very well for me and when I feel like oh I really need to eat now of course I do. I, I don't do this religiously but it's been a game changer for me in this pregnancy, especially second trimester and beyond. And when you get into your third trimester, at least for me, I feel so cramped and compressed right now. Like my belly is so tight. My baby is taking up all this space. I don't have much room for food. And so very small meals, very light meals is actually what feels better for me. Even though I sometimes have that urge, just like everyone else, to stuff my face with carbs and sugars, I'm doing my very best not to do that because after that moment, it feels bad, right? In the beginning, it feels good to eat it, but then it feels bad afterwards. So really just trying to honor your body and eat intuitively 
and mindfully and not uh, say, well, I'm pregnant, so I should just eat whatever I want because it doesn't feel good. It feels bloaty and kind of a little out of control. And I have felt much better. I've had great energy this pregnancy. I've been able to pick up my children. I've been able to do a ton of decluttering and organizing in my house. I've been able to be very energetic in my work, uh, in my friendships, in my marriage, going out. Nothing physical has stopped me uh, because I'm pregnant, right? I haven't really not done anything because I'm pregnant. And so I think that's because I've been more mindful of my eating habits and also I've always really done yoga throughout pregnancies and that has helped as well. While I'm on the subject of foods, I certainly try to eat very healthy, very clean. I'm mostly plant-based always. I'm usually a hardcore vegan during pregnancy and I have supplements, you know, prenatal supplements, just like whatever you're having, whatever you're, you're being recommended. Um, but just really trying to eat clean is extra important when you're growing a human inside you and when you want to keep your immune system really strong and really healthy and really ready for a big experience like birth and for breastfeeding and postpartum recovery and beyond. Also, drinking raspberry leaf tea is supposed to be incredibly good for female health and for all of the womb area and pelvic area and organs and so I just chug on that stuff all day. Another thing I did this pregnancy was I did uh, classes with the Paula method. I'll link below to my good friend, Michal Meller, who is an incredible practitioner of the Paula method. And I highly recommend that you all seek her out for prenatal care and for postnatal care. So it's all about, um, it's all about pelvic floor, pelvic health in general. Now, one of the reasons that I did this is because I had a pretty traumatic fourth birth. I, my baby had shoulder dystocia, which basically means that his head came out but his shoulders were stuck and I was so nervous about this happening again and so I decided that I'm really going to tackle that and this is kind of a mixed tip here but if you have any residue trauma from previous births or if you have any big fears about this birth maybe you're really afraid of tearing or of pooping or of uh, some kind of emergency situation or whatever you're afraid of whatever's on your mind you wanna address it deeply. And that's really part of self-care during pregnancy is that you want to go into those places of, wait, I'm carrying this story, I'm carrying this fear, I'm carrying this, uh, this insecurity or this inhibition uh, so that you can release those and work through them and prepare them. If you're worried about incontinence or if you're feeling uncomfortable down there in any kind of way, take care of it. Go to my friend, do the Paula method or do another modality that works for you, right? Go to chiropractor, go to acupuncture, uh, go and get therapy if you need to. And I know these are all things that cost money, but if you have anything that you can spend on this, anything that you can afford, or perhaps people who can help you for free or resources online, like watching YouTube videos about it, I've learned most of what I know from YouTube, then it's worth doing. It's worth addressing. It's worth serving yourself. So really kind of take care of your mind and your body in that way. Don't let those things go. They fester, they linger, they disrupt your birth and they last and live in our body as trauma beyond. It's better for us to really shine light on them and address them and take care of them. So who do you need support from? What area of your body needs work? Maybe you need to work on your core strength or on your pelvic floor strength or on your flexibility or on something else. Take care of those things. Get the practitioners that you need in your corner. Go to the therapies that you need or do it for yourself. Uh, really take care of those things so that you can go into birth feeling confident, calm, healthy, well taken care of and in your postpartum and beyond. The next part 
part of self-care when you're pregnant is taking care of your mind. So I've already said if you have lingering trauma or anything, you wanna go to therapy, you wanna journal that out, you wanna figure it out, you wanna deal with it, for sure, don't ignore it. But also you need to take care of what's coming in. You are extremely susceptible and open and vulnerable when you're pregnant. You're literally, your whole body is going to open when you give birth. There is something very, very receptive in that feminine energy of being pregnant and giving birth. And so you need to be very aware of what energies you're letting in. If you have people in your life you find very toxic or very taxing, if you have news coming in or social media or comparisonitis, unfollow those accounts, don't log into them, block them, whatever it needs to be, don't answer the phone to those people. Really, really, really prioritize taking care of your mind during this time. I highly recommend listening to meditations. I love Bridget Taylor's meditations, Built to Birth. Builttobirth.com, I bought her meditation package. I think it was $10, it was so worth it. And I just listened to it on loop all day in my ears whenever I wasn't doing other things or to wind down before bed. But also, don't let people tell you scary birth stories or freak you out or just horror things in general. Don't necessarily listen to the news if you don't have to. Don't necessarily listen to people who are always complaining or who are always negative or who are pointing out everything that's going wrong. Think about all of the things that are coming into you energetically as well. What kind of information sources are you seeking? What things are you being exposed to? And try to really create this cocoon, this bubble around yourself uh, of positivity, of support, surrounding yourself with people who will support you, with ideas that will support you. And if no one else is doing that for you, do it for yourself, okay? Really listen to the people who you find uplifting and encouraging, people who believe in you, who believe in your body, in your birth, in your baby, uh, people who are going to be focused on positive things. That's the type of thing that you have to surround yourself with and you also need to protect yourself from any scary stories. People love to share scary birth stories or just oh babies or you know postpartum stories or whatever with with pregnant women. I don't know why it's not helpful and it doesn't have to be your story. So make sure to protect your mind and to stay aware that you're in an extra sensitive time. Next, you wanna set your home up in a way that feels good to you. You're probably already flooded with nesting urges and that's a great time to capitalize on that. I've done so much decluttering, reorganizing, decorating uh, during this pregnancy, even though it's my fifth, um, but it just feels so good. It's a natural urge and it makes sense, right? You're preparing your home for the arrival of this baby you want to nest. So if you want to hang up things that are beautiful for you, declutter, organize, make your home beautiful and soothing for you. Make your bedroom beautiful and soothing for you. Uh, make everything around you as sanctuary-like as possible, as pampering as possible. And you don't have to buy new things or spend money for that. It's more about organization, keeping surfaces clean, keeping the house clean. And I know you're exhausted and you might not have time for this, but it could be very energizing, actually. Kind of paradoxically, the more you invest in that, the more energy that you have. And it, it can uplift you and, and kind of free up your time because things are running smoothly and you have systems in place. So if you need to kind of reorganize your pantry or reorganize your, your coat cupboard or all of that stuff, go for it. Give yourself permission to, to treat yourself well and to treat your space well. It's a, a, it's a profound form of self-care in my opinion. It also sets you up well for that postpartum period when you're in a home that works well. Also make it comfortable for you. Do you need a pregnancy pillow? I lend mine out to friends all the time. You don't need to buy your own. I bet you could find one in your neighborhood maybe that you could just wash the cover of. Maybe you need a yoga ball instead of an office chair, right? So you're sitting on a yoga ball and bouncing and moving your pelvic uh, area and really preparing 
preparing for birth. Maybe you need to change up your linen or your sheets or something to make yourself more comfortable. So really take this time to treat yourself well. Do you need to put cushions on the chairs that you're sitting on? Do you need to become more aware of uh, just comfort in general for yourself? Think about that and make sure that you feel good in your home. And finally, I think nature is an incredible source of self-care for us all. If you can go out into nature, go to the beach, to the mountains, to a hike, sitting just outdoors in the playground, or if you need to bring nature into you, like putting house plants in your house, seeing landscapes or beautiful uh, pictures of nature. Nature is incredibly soothing. There is so much metaphor and analogy in nature that helps us uh, think of birth as something that's very natural and beautiful and part of nature, part of mother nature. Uh, and I find it to be a very um, grounding source that really offsets all of that social media and all of the you know consumerism and all the other stuff that I do engage in. And so consider what is self-care for you. Maybe it's listening to certain books. Maybe it's going to a museum. Maybe it's listening to music. Maybe it's time with your close friends and having heart-to-heart -heart conversations or with your family. Um, really ask yourself, what is self-care? And I'd love to hear in the comments below what was missing from this video for you, what uh, increases self-care experience for you, and are you giving yourself true permission to take care of yourself during this precious time? I think all parents need to prioritize self-care and that should start all the way at the beginning, all the way at pregnancy or before, and you really wanna take care of yourself well. Remember, you're not just doing this for you selfishly, although there's nothing wrong with that. You're doing this so that you can show up and be a sustainable, helpful, supportive source of energy and, and nurturing for your baby. And if you are not taking care of yourself, you will not have extra energy uh, to give to your child. If you show up and you feel great, healthy, happy, taken care of in your body, mind, spirit, and home, then you will spill over, right? All of that great energy, all of that great self-care will spill over and you'll be able to give to your child. So don't deplete yourself now. Don't bend over backwards to please everybody else. First of all, take care of yourself. You know that phrase, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. Make sure that you are happy. Make sure that you are healthy as much as is humanly possible. And I just wanna say that if all of these seem impossible to you, like how am I gonna have time to do that? How do I have the budget to do that? Instead of saying this won't work for me, ask yourself, how can I make this work for me? How can I apply this to my situation? Can I do it quicker? Can I do it cheaper? Can I do it for free? Can I ask someone for help with this? Uh, instead of just saying, well, it's not for me, I can't take care of myself, I need to be a martyr, really try this on for size and see how you can make it fit in your life. Uh, there have been all sorts of rearrangements that I've had to do so that I can still work full-time, run my business, run my family, homeschool my children, do all of that stuff, and still, you know, get up in the morning and do my makeup, for example, which for me is an act of self-care. I know some people hate makeup, that's fine. I used to hate it too. But you know, that's the point, is really just think about prioritizing your self-care and making it work for you. All right, I wish you an absolutely incredible, empowering, beautiful pregnancy and a smooth, healthy birth. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.